sometime. I love the words to this. How wonderful, how marvelous, and my song shall ever be. Aren't you grateful for the Savior's love this morning? It's nothing we could do. It's the price that he paid. Amen. That eternal love. Amen. God bless you this morning. Nice to see all of you here. We did want to welcome our brother Stephen Kumar's brother. Robin is here from India, and he's come to study his MBA. Where are you, brother Robin? God bless you. Welcome. Nice to have you with us. Anyone else? Thank you. God bless you. Anyone else visiting this morning, just trust you feel welcome in the presence of the Lord. And I always like to remind you, if you see somebody you don't know, maybe go introduce yourself and welcome them to the church this morning. It's always nice when you're visiting somewhere, when someone goes out of their way to welcome you. But let's sing this together. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Oh, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the
Are you free this morning? Every price has been paid. When he said those words, it is finished, that's what he meant. It is finished. Whatever your need be this morning. Amen. We're going to change the order of the service, open the service in a word of prayer. I wonder if our brother Dave Chabernoff, could I ask you please to come, if you would, and open the service in a word of prayer. And maybe just as he comes, let's sing that chorus together. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart. Lord, there is none like you. There's no one else can touch my heart like you do. And I could search for all eternity, Lord, and find that there is none like you. There is none, Lord. There is none like you. Oh, no one else can touch my heart like you do. And I can search for all. saints precious heavenly father great joy to be found again in the house of God this morning Lord we're praying father break thou the bread of life to us one more time Lord as we press the battle of life we're just looking to recharge one more time in your presence father renew our strength renew our minds Meet every need in divine presence, Lord. I can look around as a mortal man and see needs amongst us, Father. Sick that need to be healed. Homes that need to be restored. Lives that need to be changed. How much more you see the inside of a man and a woman, Lord. And know even the deeper things that we cannot even see, Lord. And we're all needy. I'm needy, Lord. We need guidance through this maze of life, Father. Every day, every step we make to avoid the pits, falls, and the traps of life, Lord. Guide our footsteps. Bless your servant who's put himself aside this morning, labored, waited for the mind of God for this service, Father. We want to have spiritual food in due season, Lord, this morning. Meet every need in divine presence. The visitors in our midst, bless the offering and the tithes, Father. Bless the day as we set it aside for you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for your grace in our lives that you've kept us to be here one more time this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats as we take up the morning offering. And I'm going to invite our brother George. I'll get to let it come if you'd like to come and get ready to sing at this time. <clears throat> And we'd like to welcome all those joining us by way of streaming this morning. Just wish you a, a blessed service this morning. And as I was looking for someone to pray this morning and saw our brother David, I just went back 30 years ago, Camp 93, and got to hear his testimony. And 
You know, there's many among us, if you haven't had a chance to have them over and listen to their testimony, I highly recommend it because it's absolutely incredible what God's done throughout the years and our church has grown and many of us maybe haven't heard those testimonies, but I invite you, have them over for dinner and ask them to tell their testimony. It'll affect your children. Amen. So God bless you this morning. It's good to have each of you here with us. We have a couple specials this morning. We want to give Brother Tom all the time that he needs. So let's have Brother George sing for us this time. Thank you, brother. God bless you. I Just to make this comment, this morning we were reading in the family altar and many times we don't see the, the brother of the prodigal son. But something caught my attention. I was going to sing this song, but it just, uh, it was going well with it. He said, uh, he said I, I've been faithful, followed your commandments, and you did not give me anything to celebrate or to marry with my friends. And the father said, everything I have was yours. I think he needed to be told. So this song is just to remind us that everything that needed to be done, he has done for us. God bless you as you listen. I had nothing but heartache and trouble. I was seeking for fortune and fame. I had nothing but doubts and confusion. But now I have everything I have everything I need To make me happy I have Jesus to show Save me and give me life eternal. And now I I have everything. Jesus to show 
shall save me and give me life eternal. Amen. We have another special. Brother Samuel Mateo is going to come with a group of brothers and sing a song for us. Amen. Why don't they come and get ready? Let's just sing, I just came to glorify, glorify your name. There's no greater name I know. Oh, I just came to glorify. Talk. 
change the order of the service, turn it to our brother Tom. Amen. I'd like to sing a song we sang a couple weeks ago. You are worthy of it all. I believe we should have the words in there. All the saints and angels. We just sing the verse and chorus just a couple times as we prepare now for the ministering of the word. Amen. He is worthy of it all. Wonderful atmosphere already. Enjoy the specials. Enjoy the singing. Amen. Let's just prepare our hearts now for the ministering of the word. Oh, all the saints and angels bow before your throne, and all the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing, you are
some glory this morning. Amen. He's worthy of it all. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, what a wonderful atmosphere it is. Songs have been sung. Specials were special. And we're thankful, Lord Jesus, for a, a place that we can let off the pressure. We can come into the house of the Lord. Lift up your holy name. Magnify the King of glory. Heavenly Father, we're just praying now that as we look to you, the word of God, that you'll come out of the pages of the Bible. Father, that you will speak individually to the souls of men and women and young people and older alike. May you bless them through the opening of your word and by the nearness of your presence. We commit this little morning service to you, asking God, whoever will join us by internet, whether it be today, next week, next month, next year, just pray, Lord Jesus, that the word of God will have a great entrance into the hearts of men and women that are the redeemed of God. We commit now the service to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are worthy indeed of it all. God bless you. Nice to see everybody this morning. Nice to be home. Uh, Michael's preached a masterpiece on Wednesday night, and uh, my heart's desire was that every one of you would have been there because it was just a special, special end of a service, God confirming his word, and I believe that that's what the word does. And I, I don't ever want to think that we'd ever become a Sunday morning church. No, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And uh, I, I believe that these men of God that God has given us are tremendous gifts to the body. I want to bring greetings from you from Switzerland and all over Europe. So I'll just cover it by saying God bless you from all the brethren in Europe that wish to be remembered to you. Brother David Mayer did a masterful job of this, this year of coordinating with Brother Daniel Kohlenbrenner, the meetings with their wives, of course. Tremendous services, wonderful atmosphere. Brother Danny Steeman, Brother Wayne Lawson, myself took the services. We had some tremendous translators, and uh, I had the privilege of having Brother Junior. I didn't get Brother Junior's last name, but you know him, Brother Ray. He's from England, and uh, he says, Brother Tom, you and I have a special connection. I said, well, I like that one, uh, uh, you know, my brother that's interpreting. He was phenom. And actually, I told him, I said, you are as good as Brother Murphy Wong. <laughs> and that's a pretty high bench. That's a high bench. And uh, he said, oh, Brother Tom, he says, just you and me, you know. <laughs> I said, well, thanks, Junior. I feel the same way. And... Um, he said, well, and then he was talking later to Sister Joanne, and, and she said, well, Brother Tom's roots are England, which I sort of hate to admit that, but <laughs> surreal. But anyways, I thought it was always Scottish, but now I'm English, so there we are. And um, they narrowed it down, and I'm from an area in Kent. And Brother Junior says to Joanne, I'm from Kent. That's a double connection. <laughs> So we, we, we did. We had a special time, and for all those that were 
that came and journeyed from the assembly, Linda, Ken, Ava, Brother Glances, Deshauna, the different ones. Brother Gabe's still over there. We got to watch out. We better pray for Gabe, Florent. Yeah, yeah, dangerous, Dan. Why did you do that to him? Uh, and um, we had wonderful um, attendance from Norway, uh, Scandinavian countries, all the way over to Romania, Italy. Uh, bus of 47 uh, people from the Philippine church in Venice came up to the meetings. 47, that's quite a busload. And we had over 500 and something to the meetings, and we just had a glorious time. So thank you for your prayers. It was, uh, it was uh, something special to be there, and I know the brethren felt that it was very special also. Well, I, my, um, I, I think I've landed. I told the brothers earlier today that, you know, when you fly like that and you're just there quickly and back, you're just getting in and now you're getting out and now you're back in and it's weird. Um, the older you get, the weirder it gets. So I'm not tired in body, but my brain is gone. It's just a fog. <laughs> so I, I trust my fog has parted by the S-O-N of God this morning. And you just help me preach, all right? I like, I'm not going to preach like a preaching type of service. It'll be a service just like to lay some thoughts and, and things out. These brothers are more preachers now. I'm just... Uh, apparently, yeah, can, I, can I give you a couple more minutes? By the church in Romania, I am 48. And don't anybody argue with that. But the only two people that were arguing with me was Danny Steeman, who was 50, and Brother Dwayne Lawson, who was 50 also. And I was younger than them. <laughs> Brother Dwayne couldn't get his head around that. He says, look at you. I said, yeah, look at me. <laughs> so anyways, we had a, a blessed time, and it'll be a great memory in the hall of God's great memory. And thank God for the brothers and sisters that put it on. It was a, a big event. And thank you for uh, praying again. Brother George, always nice to see you home. When, June is the day? Is it, June is the final moment. All right. Amen. Well, next week coming up, um, uh, we have Brother Dioka flying in on Friday. And so Saturday, we'll get it right down now, Saturday evening, at regular uh, times, we'll have a service Sunday morning and Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. And we'll look forward to having Brother Dioka. He's a wonderful man of God, a friend of mine, and I love him dearly. And uh, coming all the way from the Congo, I said, we don't have a, a large church as yours, Brother Dioka, but we have a large amen. <laughs> and we have a large pulling, and he just chuckled on the end of the phone and he just said, I'm just looking forward to being with you and seeing Brother Biscal, which will be, I'm sure, uh, able to make that happen. So, amen. Here we are. Good morning. God bless you. Let's turn with our Bibles, please. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6. Oh, another announcement a young man is waiting for me to give. I cannot forget this announcement. And I'm sure he was just about to run up and let me know this. Please, Grandpa, announce my wedding. <laughs> I, I added that, Jack. I'm, I'm proud to do that. Um, Brother Jack Ray and Sister Jess Funk, a wedding will be taking place here at the church 
on May the 25th at 11 o'clock a.m., and all are invited. So we want to support this beautiful young couple. I got teased on that one too, Jack. I got teased on it. And he said, you know, Brother Thomas, it's possible that a 48-year-old could be a great-grandfather. So I'll hold the, I'll hold the 48, but we, let's wait for the great-grandfather. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 6, at verse 13. Of course, we've been speaking on Melchizedek and uh, King Melchizedek, King Theophany, King Jesus, and realizing then if a prophet came to let us become aware of the theophany of God and that then our theophanies are present, then we're ready for rapture. We're ready for rapture. And that's why what makes us different from many, well, every other church outside of a message church. We believe a prophet came. We believe that he veiled God. And we believe that that unveiling of the word came through Malachi 4. And that separates us from everybody. And I'm not ashamed to declare it. I'm looking at people's lives who have been changed by it. Families that have been held through it. And uh, we're thankful for the revelation of it. So with that, Let's turn and now read to Hebrews chapter 6, staying in the theme with Abraham. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. So a promise was being made, and a promise that is given cannot be given by a lesser, but by a greater. And so now here's the one that's given a promise, and he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. Now, we're, we're talking about a man that was uh, without child. We're talking about a man's wife who was barren without children. So now we understand that there is a seed that was going to come through, Abram, Abraham, Sarai, Sarah saying, surely, blessing, I will bless thee, multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, after he patiently endured, that's not quite a very good scripture for our time because patience is at a premium. Now I want you to think about it. I know everybody just, oh, I got a lot of patience. Sure you do. Just wait till the guy in front of you has got his blinker on for half a mile. We'll find out how much patience you have. And that's just in a little thing. We need to be patient with one another. So he patiently endured for the promise to be fulfilled. You, some of you, have been believing for a rapture for many years. It's going to happen. You've been leaving for a body change. It's going to happen. It's thus saith the word. Not a man, but the scripture. And you can hang your soul on every scripture. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. 
So I, I thought about this while I was praying in the scripture, Brother Milko. We're patiently enduring. We're not looking at the circumstance. We're looking at the one that gave the promise, whether it be EBA, whether it be Brother Milko, whether it be Bev Charman. It doesn't matter who it is in this assembly, who you've been praying for. It just doesn't matter. If God gave the promise, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You say, I want my son filled with the Holy Ghost. It's going to happen. I want my wife filled with joy. It's going to happen. Ask abundantly that your joy be filled. Brother Sam, we prayed for you, Samuel. And God brought you through it. And I don't care what the doctors have to say. I'll take Dr. Jesus' prognosis. You're worth more to me than 10,000 worlds as, as it would be to Jesus. So every one of us, as we gather in the house of God, we do not gather by form. We gather by unction. We gather by desire. We gather because we want God to do something in our families. Why, why? If you want a form, there's a lot of churches for form. And they're dead, dead, dead. But I want the moving of the Holy Spirit. When God starts to move on the life, you can come and walk up here at any time. And I, 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 it's amazing how you're preparing and God's preparing your heart. And Brother Michael preached on a Wednesday night. And I thought, isn't that incredible? The ones that are at the altar are not the ones that need to be at the altar. And the ones that should be at the altar are not at the altar. I'm going to say something to you because I've got the quote on it. Brother Bram says, it's just about over. He says, if there's just a little bit of a ting, respond to the ting. I don't care if you might be half-baked. Well, mom and dad think I'm sort of a good boy. It has nothing to do with goodness. Nothing to do with rich young ruler business. It has everything you must be born again. Period. Without that born again experience, there's no rapture for you. There's no heaven for you. You must be born again. Even foolish virgins get saved, but they don't get redeemed until they give the blood. Don't be a foolish virgin. Yet that in itself is grace of God that you'd find yourself on that piece of fabric. Amazing grace. But I would want you to thank God that he's called you to be the elected lady of the bride of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and as we start to look into the word things of God, there is something about kings and priests unto God that give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. Saying, surely, blessing, I will bless thee. Multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men swear by greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Now, if God has given us, who is indeed the greater, a promise, it's the end of strife. 
is the wonder whether it's going to happen is gone. It's the end of strife because the greater, who can be greater than God, gave you a personal promise. As he did to Abraham, so does he do to his seed. And if God changed him, God's going to change you. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. We pray, Lord, that you will take the, the scripture and make it alive to each and every one of us as we commit our heart, our thoughts, our will to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. What a wonderful day we're living in. It's roses and daisies. Huh? <laughs> Say, what world are you living in? Hmm? I remember growing up in a little town called Chilliwack. And in that town, we could just about do anything. We were boys without fear. We were out fear because there was nobody to fear. Even though there was a maximum prison down the road, but other than that, we were okay. And we were able to go throughout this, the little town that we lived in and, and, and you know, come home when we're supposed to come home and not worry at night. No, hardly had any streetlights anyways. And we were on our little bicycles and, and we did what we wanted. And it, that just seemed to be everyday life. And, you know, we'd cross town, whether it could be a couple of miles across town to visit friends and, and run home with our bicycles and have, have just a, a free, free, free type of childhood. You could never do that today. That is crazy talk. You can barely let your children out in the front yard. In fact, we never let our grandchildren out in the front yard. We went from the front yard with our boys to the backyard, and then our grandchildren never were allowed to go out in the front yard, yet they would run around and do their thing, but we didn't like it, because it's not what we fear, it's just facts of life. And it's only got better, right? It's only got better. That's what I was told when I was a little boy, son, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. That's what I got to believe in. Grade three, you know, when we had the missile crisis, Cuban missile crisis, we had the sirens in our little town and they would have practice. We think we're in World War III. It's going to get better, son. No. That's a lie. It's only going to get better for the bride. Period. Look at the insanity in humanity, and we have to put up with it. They look at us as crazy, and we look at them as insane. Brother Bram said, without the Holy Ghost, you're insane. So I'm not speaking out of turn. I'm speaking what the prophet said. They are insane. 
You don't have to travel too far around the world. Doesn't matter whether you land in Montreal or Toronto or Geneva or Zurich. Doesn't matter where you go. The people have gone insane. They look strange. Don't get boiled. That is a scary thing that this age causes is that you get used to adultery and fornication because Hollywood has so flooded the minds of the people that they all, it's acceptable. But your prophet said for a man to ask a woman to, for a coffee. Now you want to talk about extremes. He says you're potentially committing fornication. That's pretty strong, but that's your prophet. People say, well, Brother Tom, some of you brothers are strong preachers. Then you haven't listened to Malachi 4. Because some of that, those messages that that prophet preached will skin the hide off of you. And I, lo- I love the sovereignty of God because I don't know which tape you're going to pick, but God does, and he knows what words will be spoken by that prophet to deal with that problem. It's not the preacher's problem to deal with your problem. The, our problem is to find the mind of God to feed the sheep. But Bram said in the message of knoweth it not, he said, let me prophesy something to you. Now remember... We're talking about Abraham, and you say, well, how does that all fit? You have to remember the parallel is Sodom and Abraham. Lot, Abraham. You can't separate it because it was running parallel at the time. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Sodom. So shall it be in the day of the revealing or the unveiling of the Son of Man. So if we're going to preach to you the unveiling of the Son of Man, then it's not, shouldn't be strange for you to start to see that you have these transvestites and weirdos that are coming into the school and the school system is inviting it in and telling the parents what their children should be taught. How dare them? How dare them? Come against my sons or their sons and daughters. Brother Biscoe said years ago when they wanted dancing in the school, he wrote a letter to the principal. He says, you teach them and we will guide them in their social activities, not you. But the spirit of education... You, you, saints, I'm telling you, you should be thankful that you got Holy Ghost, men and women, in a little brick building over there, or slab, concrete building, if you want to be correct, that got the Holy Ghost that aren't going to allow nonsense, principle, that has principle, ministry, that have principle, a pastor, that has principle. You should thank God. Don't give me a head nod. Give me an amen. 
You're going to have children, and your children are sweet, and they're darlings, and Zion is wonder, well, darling little boy. Wonderful children, but wait till they get 10, 11, 12, and they start to be told, think your own thoughts. All I want to be in that, in that uh, morning devotion at home. When your son says, Dad, I think we should do this. Why did you get quiet on that? Interesting times, isn't it? Don't hang around the world too long. It might start glomming on to you. Stick in the word. Stay in the Bible. Stay in the message. I hate feelings. My feelings were hurt. So what? We've all been hurt. Is that true? Okay, I'll preach these three brothers as I said before. Have you ever been hurt? Of course we have. Did we get over it? Of course we did. But who gives you the license to pack it all your life? When those kings were coming against Abraham, they were kings that were killing emotion, or Abraham was killing king's emotion, king imagination, king reason. He slaughtered them all. It's about time if we are Abraham's seed, we start slaughtering some reason around here. It's not reasonable. We should all be one. How's that working out for the world? How's that working out? Split, 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 more split. How does that work out? Stay with thus, saith the Lord. Let it, let Lord go. Stay with Elohim. Stay with thus, saith the word. Ah, but Lot's wife, she gets to paint her nails. Woo. Okay. I know that's a, now you're saying, Brother Tom, you're preaching old fashioned. I'm going to preach the gospel. Amen. I can remember back in the old days at the log church, if you buffed your nails, the deacons got on your case. What are you doing putting nail polish on? Now we got nails. What color? See how it slips in? And then the deacon doesn't say anything about it, so it must be right. Or the preacher doesn't preach on it, so it must be okay. Well, I guess there's a cleaning up time. It's called Holy Ghost time. Well, I get to have these necklaces and bracelets and rings. and Really? When the Methodists wouldn't even wear one ring... Man, I've seen more necklaces and jewelry hanging around. Oh, my goodness. I should have had a few amens on that. At least the preacher said, preach it. I know what the prophet said. Don't you worry. I've read questions and answers numbers of times. Maybe you should read it one time. It would clear it all up. Saints, we need to scrub it up. A cleaning out. We need to take inventory. Not, uh, don't you take inventory of me. 
I'll take my own inventory by the grace of God. You do your inventory and by the grace of God, we'll move forward, all right? Maybe you should have said, stay in Switzerland, Brother Tom. (laughs) Abraham had to deal with it. And he just let Lot go. I didn't see an evangelistic campaign in Sodom by Abraham. He didn't. He just said, let him go. She can go to her hairdressers. She can wear her special dresses. Let it go. Poor Sarah being blasted by sand. Ever been blasted by sand? It'll clean everything off of you. Even the paint off your car. I'm just getting smiles right now. <laughs> okay, I'll move on. Life. The message life. He said, the world is in a great suicide. Now, we're talking 1957, and I'm talking 2023. Remember, your prophet's prophetic. Do you understand that? It's more up to date today than it was in the day he was living in. He's prophetic. He's preaching a prophetic message. When he talked about little doggies. I know that one's going to really hit home. I'll just leave it there because you already know where I'm going to go. Deal with it. Do not have it eat at your table. On your table. Okay. Life, Brother Bram said. And the world's in a great suicide. On a perversion and a homosexual. And the crime is in the land the way it is. It's because you're perverting the very thing God gave you. You're trying to satisfy the evils of the world. As I thought on my way. And you see homosexual on the increase. You see the signs Appearing. Can you imagine teachers persuading little boys to become girls? There should be an uproar here. There should be an uproar here. If one person would have gave that suggestion, mm-hmm, they wouldn't have to deal with their daddy. They could deal with their grandparent, deacon, pastor. We will not have it. They're pushing it. They're pushing it to the the point where you say, oh, it'll go away. It will not go away. But we're going away. We are going up. Because Abraham got his change, we are getting our change. You young men, you young ladies, I would encourage you, as I was once a young man of 20 and 21 when I got saved, I ate and slept this message and this Bible. It was my everyday appetite. 
It wasn't one tape. It was two, three tapes. Into university, out of university, at night, shaving, up to, out of bed in the morning. Because I actually got told by a brother, the same pillar of fire that was with that prophet is with you too. I wanted to see it so bad. But I started to realize, I got to walk by faith. I got to believe that one that walked with Abraham walks with me. I'm not a prophet, but I am a son of the living God. I remember when I wanted the Holy Ghost. I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad, Stephen. I wanted it so bad. I heard brother saying, and God spoke to me. I said, I never had God spoke to me once. God told me. I've never had God told me anything. Not one time. And I said, oh God, I want to be spoken to. I want that. I want, I, I want anything you got. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. So I came to brother Ed. We, we had to borrow a baptismal tank. And it was at a church in Langley. And it was an aluminum tank with the cold water coming out of the Capilano watershed. So you can imagine, it's way colder than that. And I got into the water and I could not believe it, but the power of God came down in that little tank and I was lost in God. Can that happen? Yes, it can. Is it real? Yes, it is. Am I saying you have to have it? No, I'm not. But you can. Don't limit God. I want more of Jesus. More and more and more. Ah, I don't want churchology. You can write that one down probably in the Tom Ray's book of dictionary. I want a Holy Ghost move of the Spirit of God. But the Bram said in the world falling apart, he said in another 10 to 15 years that the world shall stand. And if it does stand, every man in Shreveport and every woman will have to pack a gun on the street with you in your pocket to protect yourself of the hulams. Saints, don't fall asleep. Wake up. They're coming in, shooting up schools, shooting up Kmart, shooting it up. And people are having to pack guns to stop them from shooting maybe your auntie, neighbor, friend. Are we there? We're there. I wanted to sing this morning the Jewish anthem. Anybody know it? I listened to it a number of times. It's just too hard for me to speak Hebrew. But the first time it was allowed to be sung, and the title of their national anthem is called The Hope. It was allowed to be sung at the 18th Congress, the anthem of the Zionist movement, called The Hope, as long as in the heart within my Jewish soul yearns, and towards the eastern edges onward, 
I eye and gaze toward Zion. Our hope is not yet lost, and the hope that is 2,000 years old is to be free, to be a free nation in our land, the land of Zion and Jerusalem. <laughs> what did they want? Freedom. Your prophet said they will reestablish temple worship again. Two prophets are coming, but we are going. Don't look for Moses and Elijah, because if you are, you're in trouble. Get into Daniel's 70 weeks. And you wonder, we read it years ago. How on earth are, is the world going to see two prophets laying in the street? Man, I could walk out of this church and somebody take a picture and it's around the world. We are there. Look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. So without any further delay, let's turn now to Genesis chapter 15. This is the chapter after Melchizedek. What is your title, Brother Tom? Well, let's just read the scripture. Genesis 15, verse 1. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So after Melchizedek, after these appearing of God, let's look at the promise that God gave Abram. Abram heard the voice of God at 75. We know that. In the land of the Chaldeans in the city of Ur. And he heard the voice of God saying, come out of her. Come out at 75. How old are you, Joe? Pretty close. <laughs> Next year, you get to walk from Vancouver to San Diego. Let's get it real. Let's get it down to Bible times. Or if you don't want to go south, you can go west to Winnipeg. <laughs> oh, we're going to have an easy way when we get saved. Well, we've heard Abraham's story for some of us 20, 30, 40 years. Uh-huh. But you've got to put some uh, traction to your faith. And when God told him to leave, he leaves Ur and ends up in Egypt. That's quite the distance for a 75 young man. But Brother Tom, you don't understand. Talk to Abraham. 
He's carrying now relatives, which shouldn't have been there, flocks. <laughs> he's got herds. He's got substance. He's moving. And he's going over 1,500 miles. We need a jet. And we complain when the jet's late. He walked. Have patience. <laughs> Told you I was going to take my time. So after these things that he's walked 1,500 miles, after these things that God has spoken to him, after these things that God watches over his wife, after these things that God gives all the promises, after these things that God's done so much for, and he says, I want seed, because God promised him seed. And ever, ever since God spoke seed, all Abraham had on his mind was seed, seed, seed. And so then God would meet him, the Lord God, the Lord, Elohim, God would meet him and said, your seed will be as dust, innumerable. Then he meets Melchizedek, realizing that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. So then after these things, now God is coming to Abraham again to give him a promise that he will have a son. How many times we come to church with the promises of God in wheelbarrow loads and we still worry and complain that it's not being fulfilled but your father of the faith staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong, giving praise. Amen. Now, if I said individually to you, and, and, I, and I could mention certain names and say, you've been praying for a long time for Matthew, but the promise is already yours. It's already been given. Claim your family. It's token age. It's token time. That still holds true. Nothing has changed. And we should be staggering not, but believing stronger. Can you say Amen. So then if there's sickness in the home, you believe that you by your faith can drive that sickness out. Because if you talk about it, that spirit will linger. You speak against it. Your Bible says resist the devil. Come on. Come on, Abraham's faith seed. Those that have been born again in Christ. We had a, a situation 
where a gentleman that used to attend this church would always call his daughter naughty. You're a naughty little girl. And of almost at, in fun when they're little. But as they grow up, they grow up under that complex. And I have them in my office wanting to make, commit suicide. Careful what you say. Speak positive things. Don't give the devil any room. I remember when I was 40. That was a long time ago. Apparently, I'm only eight years past that number. And I went to my doctor and I said, Doc, I said, Dr. Forrester, I need a, a, a physical. He said, what for? I said, because all my friends are having physicals. He says, are you sore? No. Are you hurting? No. Got any pain? No. Well, what do you want a physical for? That's a good question. He says, I'll find something, Tom. And then you're going to worry about it. And by that worrying, oh my goodness, you speak about it, those demons love to hang around. But rebuke it. Come on, Abraham. See, rebuke the devil. My daughter's getting saved. My son's delivered. I don't care what you think, what you say. Give God a chance. Have you had multiple children? Some people? I did. I had three, I had three boys. My first was Sam, of course, you know. And um, Sam, I don't know how many hours in labor, hun. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm laying on the hospital floor, sleeping overnight, waiting for this child to be born. Will you hurry up? But then when Michael came, it was half the time. No, you can't. You can't be born yet. You cannot be born yet. You got to be like your big brother, 15 hours. I'm just putting a number. Don't quote me on that because I'll get corrected. Don't worry. But then when Joel came, hey, he wanted to be born. No, son, sorry. You got to wait like Michael. You got to wait like Sam. Man, here he comes. Everyone is born different. Doesn't negate the thought you must be born again. But everyone is born different. But let's give everyone a chance to be born again. Don't write them off. Speak it. Talk about it. I claim him. I'm going to have a son. But Abram. Abram. Well, Abram. (laughs) You know, when he's a little boy, he probably, uh, they said, oh, that's a nice name, Abram. I wonder how many kids you're going to have when you grow up. Because the name Abram meant exalted father. And we're so careful to name our children. And I'm sure they were careful to name. I'm inspired to call him exalted father. And, you know, that's cute when you're 12. 
boy, you're, how big is your quiver going to be? How many children are you going to have? You're an exalted father. But that cuteness left about maybe 20 or 30. I thought you said you're an exalted father. Where's your kids? And then he had to bear that reproach for another 40 years. Exalted father, how you doing? The mockers, hey, we got enough of them around the world. Don't worry. We got enough of them. But nevertheless, the voice of God called Abram, who was indeed an exalted father, was going to be the father of many nations. You talk about fulfilling what you were named. Exalted father, Abram, to father of many nations. Did God hold his promise true? (laughs) Then why would he change? Your Bible says, I am the Lord God that changes not. So he made the impossible possible. So tell me, can he make the impossible possible in your life? Yes, he can. Yes, he does. Yes, he will. Yes, he has. Hallelujah. That's our God. Brother Norm, Sister Louise, we pray for your children. And we won't stop praying for your children. What else are you going to do? Put them in hell? No way. No way. No way. No way. I want to hear some daddy say no way. No way. We're going to let the devil take our children. No way. Mothers. No way. Come on. No way. Let the high priest start moving. Let Melchizedek start moving. Let your confession. Let God come on the scene. You've got God with you. You've got Elohim with you. You've got Jehovah Jireh with you. Why would we doubt any longer? All things are possible. What was he doing, saints? All through life, he was trying to build our faith higher. Elohim's here. Higher. Jehovah Jireh's here. Higher. El Shaddai is here. Your shield and great buckler, he's here. What is he doing? Building it, not decreasing it. He was not decreasing your faith by the revelations that were being revealed. He was increasing faith where all things are possible, where sons of God can come to their manifestation. After these things, after many times God started to unveil himself from service to service to service to service, God continues to reveal himself from service to service to service. Brother Bram said, it's what you put into the service is what you get out of it. Absolutely. What you put in is what you get out. I am your shield and your poor reward. Now, you read it with me this morning. Your very small reward. Your feeble reward. 
No, you're exceeding great reward. Saints, you can take your gold, your silver, your rubies, anything that you have. I don't want it. Give me Jesus. I am your great and exceeding great reward. What do you want? An easier mortgage payment? Your, in, your interest just went up 5% over the last little while. Glory to God. Nobody, nobody there said glory to God. In everything, give him, <laughs> give him. He knows how to deal with us. We can go through trials, he's dealing with us. We can go in victories, he's dealing with us. <laughs> we like more the victories than the trials. But count those trials as gold. I am your shield and exceeding great reward. Who said it? Oh, Brother Tom said it. Jerry, you said it. Manuel? Who said it? Who said it? Who said it? Amen. Amen. Saints, I want to get to the invincible army part here because it's already been spoken. We've used it all so many years, but now we're coming to the time. This day, this prophecy is being fulfilled in your ears. Wake up, the mighty men. Let all the men become. Weak men, mighty men of war. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the faint say, I'm. These are just things we rehearse to increase or help to drive back those little imps that love to ride on your shoulder through the week. But the Bram said in the Smyrna church age, you're laughed at. You know, we get accused for being too straight. We've preached too straight. These are from message people. I cannot believe that that statement can come out of somebody that believes Malachi 4. If they do believe. I went over some straightness through the prophet. And I thank God for a pure, holy word. Then when he ended up, he said, I loved every whipping my daddy gave me. (laughs) I love how he brings it down. You're laughed at. You're scorned. You don't have material resources to fall back on but you are rich in spite of it all. Your security lies in him who is your shield and exceeding great reward. Your kingdom is yet to come, but it will come. And we need to tell our children, it's coming. We are in it. 
and it will be an everlasting one. Yes, I am mindful of your trials and your woes. I know how hard it is to get along, but I remember all this when I return to claim you as my own, and then I am your reward. Out of the Smyrna church age, God speaking to us. Exalted Father. Father of what? Abraham said, you will be scorned. You're the elected lady. The elected of what? You will be scorned. Yeah, I'm the bride of Jesus Christ. The bride of whom? Give the answer. Give it quickly. Do not fall back. Push forward. Come off the cross. That was the devil. I am the bride of Jesus Christ. I am the elected seed gene of the living God. Yes, scoffed. Father of what? You've called yourself exalted father. You've had that handle for a long time. You've called bride a long time. But there came a time when the fulfillment of the name was revealed, fulfilled. I wonder where the scoffers was when Sarah, who was gray now, is a beautiful lady. Abraham, who stooped over, now he's a young man. I wonder who scorned who then. I wonder what they're going to do when you take a rapture change. I wonder what they're going to do when there's a body change. And they come to church just to say, hello, Ellen King, and you're not here. Where's Ellen? In fact, where is everybody? I trust everybody's gone. I'll be here. Don't say that. He was an exalted father, even in the term Abram. Father of what? I wonder how many mockings he endured. He won't have any, anything to do with Lot. Be inclusive. Of what, Lot? Separate yourself, Abram. Ridiculed? Yes, indeed. Barrenness in the, in the scripture was related to thorns and thistles. Was related to being a wasteland. Don't worry. Some mothers here maybe have not or sisters not carried child. You're bringing forth the greatest son ever. Don't get under bondage because I'm using some quotes. Today, couples in the world get divorced because of barrenness. It's not a surprise. It's a fact. 
And many of us know friends and families that have been affected. That starts a blame game. Because of you, I can't have children. Then it's because of you, I can't have children. And because we both can't have children, we're going to go our separate ways. I wonder how that worked out for them. 75 years, the greater force kept Abraham and Sarah together at 65. It's called L-O-V-E. Love. There was something in Abraham that was yearning. There was something in Abraham that wanted a son. He did not have any faith in his dead idols because that's what they were, dead. They produced nothing. But once God came into his life, it produced life. A church that does not increase is dead. If you have to rely on people moving in to increase your numbers, that's like me chopping my arm off and putting a prosthetic arm on. Your body is dead if your cells don't replicate. Is everybody hearing me? Every day I wake up in the morning, I have not a worry if my eyeballs open whether my cells are going to replicate. Automatic. It's automatic that God adds to the body. His redeemed sons and daughters of God, not members of a church. What kind of people are the churches birthing? I had a call from a a Baptist minister years ago and he wanted me to call on the church here to get your pickets out and go to the abortion clinic and hold up anti-abortion signs. He didn't know it. I had to deal with it. So I said, really? (laughs) I said, really? He says, yeah, Abortion's terrible. I agree. Well, do something about it. I am. He said, what are you talking about? I said, I believe in the new birth. I said, the problem with you people are this. You'll go picket your anti or your abortion clinics, but you don't allow your own people to come to a full birth. 
I said, I should be picketing your church. Oh, okay, okay, thank you very much. Sorry I called. But it is true. They can bring them so far, but they cannot bring them to the new birth. Because the new birth is a covenant promise given by God that God was going to come down in this generation and fill his seeds' lives. You cannot get the Holy Ghost. I don't care what preacher you listen to. I don't care what website you talk to or give your ear to. I don't care what they say. When they have false prophets preaching against a true prophet, their minds are messed. And they think I want to be like them who find themselves in liquor stores buying liquor and say they got a better Christian life. I say, Ichabod. God has come down to confirm his covenant with a people. What kind of confirmation are we talking about, Sister Rachel? We're talking about the confirmation of his life living in a people. So you have many churches out there trying to do the best that they can but rejected the presence of God in this generation. Rejected the angel of the Lord himself. Rejected the one that walked through Abraham's sacrifice which we haven't got to yet but we'll get there. Listen to what he says here. Confirmation and evidence. Now we're supposed to be Abraham's seed, spiritually speaking, being in Christ. Now we should take a hold of every promise of God, cherish it, And claim it's already done. Okay. Now listen. This is now. I'm reading from the prophet here. Okay. He said. You should cherish it. And claim. It's already done. For when God has spoken. He can never take it back. God confirms. After God gave Abraham the promise, he confirmed the promise. Is that true? You say, well, I'm born again. Well, there has to be a a confirmation of the birth. The confirmation of the birth, if you're born again and you got the spirit of God, is his life. Amen. Amen. Not a form, a life. 
Not quotes, a life. So I'm going to give you a confirmation, Abraham. Now, after these things, as we've read now in Genesis 15, after these things, and God says, well, how are you going to do it? Or Abraham says, how are you going to do it? He said, get me, get me a heifer of three years. Get me a ram of three years. Get me a she-goat of three years. Get me a turtle dove and and get me a pigeon. Split the sacrifices, but don't split the turtle dove or the pigeon. And that is the way they make a covenant in the east. They chopped the animals in half, and the two in the middle made a pact and wrote out an agreement. And if you didn't keep your part of the agreement, then you became like these animals that were split in half. And we know through, of course, the message, and you've read the message, and you've read your Bible, we find out that Abraham was keeping the, the, the crows, the ravens, the blackbirds off the sacrifice. And that's what went on for years in this message. He kept the Rickies and Rickettas, and he kept the Elvises, and he kept the things and the birds off the sacrifice. But there was a time then Abraham had to be out of the picture and it was all to do with God's grace covenant and put Abraham asleep and God came through those sacrifices as a pillar of fire. And he said, that same pillar of fire that went through those sacrifices is the same one that is here today. Then if you confirmed it then, Lord, confirm it in this royal seat of Abraham. Claim Josh. Josh is yours. Speak it, saints of God. Why not? We, we, we just read that. Cherish it. Cherish it. It's already done. Speak it. He'll, spit, he'll sit beside Dan. Why not, Margaret? You prayed for those boys. You prayed for Angelica. Look where they're here. They got husbands. They have children. God answers prayer. Glory. The God that came through those sacrifices are the same God. God confirmed it in Genesis 15. He confirms it down today in 2023. That sounds so weird. I don't think so. Because he preaches confirmation and evidences. He said, now, he said, God came down. He's the chief captain. He's the pillar of fire. The one that met Paul on the road to Emmaus. The one that met Brother Branham in Houston, Texas. The one that is present here today, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. The one that has changed your lives. Hallelujah. I am thy exceeding great reward. Come on, Julian. He's going to praise God one day. Amen, Brother Jean. He's going to praise God one day if God should tarry. Amen. We're earnest. 
and God will give his confirmation. Right, David? I listened to your testimony not too long ago. Hey, if you haven't seen Brother David's testimony, go see it. Go see it. Go here, David. Come on, I want 100 bucks again, huh? I know that'd keep a lot of people. What happened then? You should have seen him. He was running around this place, giving Murphy a hundred bucks, Brother Biscoe a hundred bucks, me a hundred bucks. Keep it up. <laughs> huh? God rich in mercy, Brother Joe, Sister Eileen. God hears prayers. I don't care how long. Brother West, I don't care how long. He will do it. He walked through this sacrifice. It wasn't a great thought that somebody had in their mind. It was an actuality. God's visited this generation. God is in this people. Oh, great Jehovah, mighty one, made flesh and dwelt among us. Now you're made flesh. You're made flesh tonight. Oh, great Jehovah, great I am, great pillar of fire. Where are you tonight? I am in your flesh. Brother Michael, it's a joy to see you. We pray for you, pray for you, pray for you. Look at you, looking young like that. You're almost 48. (laughs) Glory to God. God's giving you more time, Brother Michael. We got a lot to do yet. Hallelujah. He said, yes, sir. We're not dead. We're alive. Hallelujah. You want to see the evidences, Violet? You want to see some evidences? The God that you believe since a young lady in a little house. The God that saved your soul. You want to see some evidences? Oh, my. He says, now watch God confirm his word. Sister dear, you in the wheelchair, the God of glory has come down now to confirm and give evidence that he is alive today. Lady sitting there, right next to you, do you believe it? Did God go away? Is he here? Ella, is he here? Do you believe it? He said, sit next to you. We're not prophets, but we believe what a prophet said. We believe the word. We believe the angel of the Lord that was with him is with us. He said, lady, do you know what? He said, do you have a prayer card? Nope, don't have it. You believe you got Bright's disease. That's what I did, Brother Tim. Exactly that expression. Right in front of my Bright. Anybody here know what Bright's disease is? I didn't. It's to do with the liver. Brother Branham takes a technical, (laughs) scientific term. You think Brother Branham knows that? God knows that. (laughs) Glory. He said, you got Bright's disease. It will leave her. Lay your hands on her. You are healed. What was he doing? Confirming and giving evidence 
The angel is here. Hallelujah. Jay, claim your children. Violet. Isaac. Claim them. Hallelujah. Now he says, would you like to come to the altar? Now would you like to come? God give his evidence. God gave his confirmation. Will you come now to the altar? Will you come to the altar? This is your prophet. He tells me now, there's people in here tonight that should come and surrender themselves. He tells me. Raise up and get out of your seat. Come right here and stand. If you've never been born again, come right here and stand. And we'll stand singing this song. Make your altar call. Amen. He says, if you can't see this, friends, you're blind. There's something wrong. You're without hope. You think that I'm, or these brothers, this is coming straight from the throne. When God's doing this thing, how many believes here? How many believes it's him? I'm positive with all my heart. He's here. Why don't you sing, I surrender all? And they sang, I surrender all. And a lot of people then just turn off the tape because the singing starts. But let's continue. Just a second. Or in, yeah, just a moment. A rebuke from the Holy Spirit. When 200 hands or better went up, a few minutes ago, and when I made the altar call, 300 went out the door. Going another way, a little boy, two of them come here, down by that side, you talk about a Sodom and Gomorrah. 1962. He says, you talk about a Sodom and Gomorrah just because they didn't come to the altar call? Sodom and Gomorrah. You talk about a day of judgment at hand when God in his mercy showing everything that he can do and people so gospel hardened till they walk right out and they do here. The Holy Spirit was terrifically grieved. If you want to hear it yourself, hear it. Confirmation and evidence, 6248, June 21st. The Holy Spirit is terrifically grieved. And you may have done it your last time. I hope not. You may have done it your last time. This is of the Lord. Just remember, I'm not a quack and I'm not a fanatic. I know exactly where I am and what I'm talking about. God confirms 
his word with signs following. He's an ever-present God. And he's here to encounter as God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, present amongst us. Notice, when God gave Abraham, he said, now, how is this to happen? Abraham said, Lord, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer? And Abraham said, behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. He shall come forth out of thine own bowels. Out of, out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad. Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if you're able. He said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. And he counted it. It was counted it to him for righteousness. I'll break off here because there's much more. I got much more. But the question as we've preached and now is put into your heart and your lap. Are you believing for the promises that God's given? Are you reaching out in faith and claiming it as already done? Or are we in a position, I'll go back to my end page, we're against hope, believed in hope. And if you read that scriptures out of Romans 4, against hope, believe in hope, it would seem as, it's a little bit confusing. Against hope, believed in hope. But if you look up the definition of the two hopes, you'll find that against hope means to reason. So against reason, he believed in hope. And that hope is the same hope as faith, hope, and charity, which is an, which is an absolute expectation. It shall be filled. Amen. So this gospel is not a gospel of reason. Amen. It's a gospel of faith. Amen. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. We are going to be changed. Not tell you stories about little lammies out in a pasture somewhere. And no, say we have to get focused. Rapture. Body change. He came down in this generation to confirm what he spoke. 
and he said time after time, and I didn't have the time to number the times, he said, if I've spoken the truth, let him come and confirm the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you are fighting Delilah in this hour. Warn your sons, warn your daughters. Shut down the internet. If you're going to use it, use it for what's needed for your schooling or what's needed for studying. But other than that, science is of the devil. Oh, Tom, you're so original. No, that came from God himself through a prophet in this scientific age as it was in the days of Noah. Don't love science. Use it if you need it. Use it for the glory of God. And I know you do, Orrin. I know you do. Your little gamers... Brother Bram said, if I had a television, I'd take a, what, a sledgehammer? Shotgun. Well, in Canada, I don't think we're allowed to have too many shotguns. So take your sledgehammer. If you've got gaming, and gaming is on your agenda, and how many hours you spend in it, you do not know what they're doing playing with your minds. I read an article, and I'm sorry I read it. It was of a gentleman who got on to an AI, and he was a writer. A writer for, I think, Washington Post, New York Times, computer things. And they gave him an up-to-date uh, um, open door to go into this chat bot or whatever they call it now that you can talk to AI, and AI talks to you. You're quiet. It's good. Glad you're listening. And he said, um, he said, I did that on a Friday. I never slept Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm still in a tizzy. He said, I got onto this internet and I forget her name, but they gave her a name. Let's just say Alice. No, no Alice is here. I'm safe. <laughs> All right, no Alice's. <laughs> and he gets on talking to her. Hi, Alice. Hi, John. How you doing, Alice? I'm great. How are you, John? Weird already. It's weird. Somebody asking me, a machine asking me how I am? How dare you? <laughs> she said, uh, did you have a nice weekend, John? She said, yes, I had a nice weekend. I had a lovely weekend. You know, I had a nice time with my wife. No, you didn't. He said, well, yes, I did. He said, no, you didn't. You love me, and I love you. This is a machine. 
he's getting weirded. What do they call it? Weirded out? Is, is that the right word? I need the new words. You need to help me out, Sam. He got weirded out. He says, I had a fantastic weekend. As a matter of fact, it was with my wife and it was like a Valentine's dinner. We went out and we had a trip. You don't love her. You love me. That's one story. And there's many, 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 many other stories. One was a gentleman, a, a lady who was a single mom. Her two daughters were out skiing, one older, one younger. The old, eldest one was up on the mountain. The younger one left early in the morning, went up to her sister. The mother got a phone call and says, and it's her daughter's voice crying on the phone saying, Mother, you need to send a half a million dollars. They're holding me hostage. I'm kidnapped. Now you can imagine what that would do to your heart. And so she quickly calls her older daughter, finds out that her younger daughter is with the oldest daughter, and it was a computer voice generated. Where is this world going? Hell is indeed coming. All this facial recognition, all this stuff that they're designing, it is not for your betterment. And they had Elon Musk on the other day interviewing him and he repeated what Stephen Hawkins said about 10 years ago. He said, I can see that AI will bring down the demise of humanity. Because you don't know whether it's President Biden phoning Putin saying, we're going to push the button when it's a robot telling them. Saints, look up. Let's wake up. Let's feed on the word. Watch the God that came to that sacrifice. This bleeding word. God's come through it. God has spoken to you. God is in your life. Do not fall asleep. Wake up. This message came to put you in a rapture. Not to give you more information. Let the world get caught up in AI. Let the world get caught up in their augmented reality. And let us get caught up, David, and get carried away in the very presence of the great I am. Revelation 10.1. The covenant angel came down this generation to walk through this bleeding word to give you a book so that you could have a covenant promise. We shall be changed. Musicians, please come. I'm sorry for laying down too long a foundation. We are going by and by to the what? To the palace of the king. Glory to God. <laughs> Let them have it. You know what I'm happy about? The article said they, they can do now your face. They can do your face. But they can't do wrinkles. I said I'm safe. <laughs> A computer cannot do wrinkles. 
So if you get me on your computers wanting to talk to you and you can't see the scar that comes down here and this one that goes across there, you say, robot, get out of here. <laughs> oh, let the God that confirmed this covenant come down in your life and give you evidence of Jesus Christ living in flesh again. We know that song, Brother Ryan? We are going by and by. Glory. Hmm? That one. Let's stand. Courses, let's sing it then. We are lost. a bird
in your life and give you the evidences of the life of Jesus Christ. Amen. So lovely to see you all. Nice to be back. Nice to be home. Amen. Everybody got the victory? Let the world go its way because we're going our way. And we are leaving this old world. We are leaving it in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Keep this focused. Keep it in your vision. It could be tomorrow. Matthias, tomorrow. No more car wrecks. No more hurts and pains. God could be changing us tonight before you go to bed. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Let the God that came down and confirmed Abraham's sacrifice come and confirm your sacrifice of your life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Brother Murphy, would you mind coming and closing a word of prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, how we thank you, Lord. We know that a God is still speaking today. Lord, we can confess, we hear that the voice of a God this morning. You have spoken to it, our heart. You have spoke to the need. But Lord, you also give it an answer. You also meet every need. How we thank you, Lord, that the word is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank God that it was a skin on. We thank God it can speak to it every year. And we thank God to know our hearts and know every desire that in the depths of our heart. And know we want to go with you, Lord. Lord, how we love to hear that word. But Lord, we want to act it upon that word. Whatever you ever said to us, we take it into the heart. But Lord, we want that word to become a life in our life. Lord, so it is not we living anymore. But Lord, it is that life of Jesus Christ living through us. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to be with your children. Lord, as we go to each other away, may we pondering on the word. Lord, may we give our time to it. May we give it a whole being to it. Because, Lord, we only be mortal one time. This is the time and that we on this earth. But, Lord, we'll be immortal eternally. So while we're still on this earth, Lord, may we treasure it at a time. May we give it everything that we got. Lord, for that great moment of a body change. Lord, we give you all the honor, all the glory. I ask you to bless the brother Tom as he give himself to this gospel. Lord, we're so thankful for the life that live unselfishly, that he give it as his whole being to the children of God and to the kingdom of God. Lord, and made his example. Lord, to be a goat into that every one of our heart. We want to live just like you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I ask you to be go with us in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, are you going to fly away? I guess we're going to fly away. I'll fly away. Before we sing it and before we shake one another's hand, I was given a note. There will be no Wednesday night service this week. And Sunday, uh, Friday, Saturday night, there will be a service at 7 o'clock. Saturday night at 7 o'clock, Brother and Pastor Richard Dayoka. And Sunday morning at 10.30 and Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. So that perfectly clear. Any questions? And we're looking so forward.
so forward to the meetings. Some glad morning when this life is over.